This is part two of the wait. Holy Ghost, have your way. I'm really gaining a higher level of awareness as to knowing Holy Ghost description on the inside of me as my help. How the Lord sent us help. Do not let your hearts be troubled. I'm going to prepare a place, but I'm going to leave you with a comforter who's going to help you along the way. And I said, Holy Ghost, you have always told me to make the right decision. And I'm going to tell you like this when it comes to the weight. Screaming at God is not going to do anything. Getting louder is not going to prove anything. Well, if my praise get louder, if my giving of thanks get louder, if I fast a little louder, if I sow a little louder, the thing is, what is the motive regard in the volume? Not value, but volume. Because volume is not going to get God or cause God or have God to move. See, he's only moved by what he says. And he already know the date. He already know the time. He has written down for whatever we're waiting for that has not manifested naturally yet to come to pass. So we have to learn how to wait. We have tried to do all that we could do. If I knew what to say to get you to move, God, I say. Is it something that I'm doing, God? Is it something that they're doing, God? Well, maybe it's this and maybe it's that. And how come this and how come that? How about we just wait? Just like a child complaining and complaining and you're helping them and disciplining them. And once they realize they're able to walk on their own and they're glad that you went through the tough love, but not tough, but giving them the discipline that they need to help them become who they really are. Having them to discover what's on the inside. And for us to come up higher, for us to grow, for us to go through edification and advance and receive the growth, we have to be disciplined. In order to be disciplined, you have to be in a situation to cause you to be stretched, to cause you to feel uncomfortable, to cause you to look up at God and begin to trust and only believe, have to trust him. Yes, 
It's not in my face right now, but I trust you. It's not in my wallet right now, but I trust you. It's not right here in my place right now, but I trust you. It's not right there on the job right now, but I trust you. It's not in their hand or their hand or their hand right now, but I trust you. It's not on the paper right now, but I trust you. It's not in the account right now, but I trust you. It's not in my bones right now, but I trust you. It's not in my blood cells right now, but I trust you. It's not in my brain right now, but I trust you. It's not in my heart or my mind or my soul or my strength right now, but I trust you because I know how to wait. I have to learn how to wait. Wait builds up trust. Wait builds up faith. I have to learn how to be building. Everything with God comes with building. Christ building. With so much of a builder that he was a carpenter in the natural, because in the supernatural, he builds. Upon this rock, I build. Come on, somebody. You may see me hammering. You may see me sawing the wood. Doesn't matter. The timber, whatever you call it. The copper, the metal. You may see me put up a chair. Put up a table. But in the spiritual realm, I'm setting you at my table. Because you are seated at the master's table. I may look like I'm nailing and drilling into this plastic or into this furniture, but I am actually drilling into you. I am actually nailing the word into you. I am actually planting myself in you. And you are in me, and I are in you. And you will not fall. You will not stumble because I keep your feet from being moved. The devil tried to have you, curse you, separate you from God by an evil tree. And here I come, having you to become the tree of life. Not looking at what Adam and Eve looked at. You became that tree they were supposed to eat on. Type of weight. You learn more when you wait. You receive more when you wait. You know how to be more grateful. Me being more grateful when we wait. Know how to appreciate when we wait. Not try to figure out why we're waiting. Just be glad we know we waiting on. Just be glad that we know what we're waiting on. Good things happens to those who wait. And as we wait on the Lord, he will, he shall renew our strength. Sometimes we try to get loud with God. Maybe he didn't hear me if I get louder. He hears us before. So that cannot be the reason. He said, out of our hearts, our mouths speak. So if I'm not careful, it's like I'm trying to get loud with God. To cause him to move. Or maybe he'll move if I get loud. No, he's not a man that he should lie. If he didn't say it for you to be at that time, it's not going to show up until it is time. You understand? And the way to have it to be known and deserved very well is you and I come alongside with him regarding the weight. 
and being okay with the weight. Being satisfied in your weight. And be glad you have something to wait for. Because you are worth waiting for. We're thinking that the things that we or the opportunities we're so waiting to accomplish and bring to pass, we see that as more higher than us. And it's only coming to pass because we are the ones who are walking it out. Putting our hands to work. To have it to come to pass. Can't no play be played out without people orchestrating it. Can't no dance be seen and people not releasing the choreography. Can't no money currency be here if people are not putting their ink on the paper into that machinery to bring it to pass. Can't nobody drive a car without being in it. Do you understand? Can nobody marry themselves? Can't have no wedding without the two people that's supposed to be there to get married. We waiting for the day. Know that you are worth waiting for. That day is already set for you. You have to know that it's not the day that's great. It's you that's bringing that day to pass because that's the day that the Lord has made for you. That's why we rejoice and be glad in it because what he placed in store for that day. It's not the opportunity that's greater than me. No, the greater one on the inside of me that's bringing the opportunity to pass for me. You understand? So if we have to really settle what it is to actually wait and be okay. Because sometimes we we okay with it, then we're like, okay, that's enough. Calling things that be not as though they were is saying words from God's world. Due to what God has shown you and I in the supernatural realm. It's not calling things that do not exist. No, it's calling things that is not currently seen naturally to pull it down into an earthly reality to manifest. We have to be okay with the weight, guys. You understand? We have to be okay with the weight. Because great things happen to those who do what? Wait. Have to learn how to wait. And be glad that we can wait. If you notice, if we keep asking like we have been asking and asking and asking, and God said you have not because you ask not. That means ask what we ought to ask. We don't have to ask God for the same thing over and over. Because his mind is not going to change. We can't try to think we can change God's mind.
Now, it's great to ask. I heard a powerful word yesterday from my spiritual mom. Ask and it shall be given. Ask what he said. And ask what patience regarding your weight and my weight. Can't ask in the sense of God get up and move. Because we know that we know by now. You haven't seen it yet. And look at all that we've been trying to do to try to get him to move. Because we haven't seen it yet. And why haven't we seen it yet? Because he's not a man that he should change his mind. Because he doesn't lie. So we have to be okay with coming soon. Around the corner. You are in the season. In a matter of time. Have to be okay with those words, those phrases that are very true. Because even when God saved right now, that's not in the natural To us, it means at this very second. To God, it means at any time. You see how God showed up regarding everybody who was waiting on him to show up in the Bible? At any time, Abraham. I have changed your name before Isaac was conceived. 100 years old, there goes your promise at any time. Mary, you're about to give birth. You're in your ninth month at any time. Go ahead, go to Bethlehem. At any time, Job, at any time, Your life is about to change at any time, Joe. Joseph, at any time you're coming out of prison, don't forget the dream you had before you got betrayed by your brothers at any time. So you already know you're going to see your father again because your father was in a dream kneeling with your brothers at any time. At any time, guys. It's not to say, is it yet, 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 yet? That's not waiting. That's being anxious. I notice I can be quiet in the presence and still be powerful than me being loud, making noise. We thinking that the noise is what gained God's attention. No, it's the heart. Because I can be filled with faith and be still. And many of us could be so loud and not even aware what God is doing. So it's not in noise. It's not in noise. It's not in value. But there are there are times where we have such a loud shout, a loud shout unto God. There are definitely times when we do have that. Hallelujah. There are a lot of times when we do. Make a great shout unto God. But it must be from a place to know that we know what it is to wait on the Lord. 
I just want to boldly say, Father, we thank you for us waiting. We rededicate our weight. We renew our weight. Because sometimes that weight can have you feel like you about to go crazy. About to lose your mind. And having more provision about what's to come. And you want it so much that you start getting anxious. And still have a praise on the inside. It's like, please, Father, please, please, please. But I serve a God who don't change his mind. No matter what I say. No matter what anybody say. No matter what we think we can do. He's not going to change his mind. Because those who worship God must worship his spirit and, and truth. So the truth is, he will not change his mind. So we're going to be doing all of that. Until we calm down and realize we need to continue to wait. Making all that noise just to wait. We thank you, Father, for every promise as we wait. Provide more opportunities for us to be found trustworthy in your sight. We don't take it lightly while we say yes to you. Hallelujah. God has been showing me the colors of cotton candy for a year and so a little so over a year he would show me pink and blue pink and blue pink and blue pink and blue and they're together pink and blue sometimes it's a spiral sometimes it's just side by side sometimes it's mixed but it's pink and blue pink and blue And I'm wondering, what is God saying to me? Why you like those colors so much? Boy and girl. I testified on here weeks ago that I miscarried a set of twins. And... I was far along enough to know how many I was carrying, but I wasn't far along enough to know the gender. And I so happened to ask God, what was the gender? And God said, pink and blue, pink and blue. So it was a girl and a boy. Fraternal.
And God's been showing me pink and blue, pink and blue, pink and blue. It's like a seesaw going up and down. I used to love that, by the way. Up and let somebody drop, I mean, get off and let me just fall down. <laughs> up and down. That hurts too. Up and down. Pink and blue. He just keeps showing me pink and blue, pink and blue. Good things happen to those who wait and get back on subject. I realize it's not what I say. It's not what I do. How much I pray. How much I get you guys to agree and say. It's about me learning how to wait. Because it's not going to happen until God has it to happen. As he has written it. So it's best to seek God regarding his writing. When did you write this for me to come to Vegas and walk this thing out? This day, this day, that day, you're going to be the Vegas. God, what did you do? When did, did you do that? How did you do that? Let me see the writing. Let me see the writing. Hallelujah. God's presence is so powerful in this place. Sometimes his presence is so strong that I Jesus. There's so many great things happening as we continue to wait. And what's so amazing is that we have to continue to stir ourselves up regarding the weight. Because the weight can try to talk to you and tell you no longer to wait or you and I don't have to wait. And good things comes to those who do. So what's going to happen if I don't? Nothing good. You understand? Be glad in it. Be glad in it. How can God reveal his plan for our lives and yet he don't want us to walk in the fruition? Do you know what's happening? It may look like it's chaotic and your breakthrough is coming out of things looking like it's chaotic. I had no idea the day that I would go to church would be the day when I re- when I came back. I had no idea that day when God said that to me. It was days leading up to it. I'm like, what's going on? You understand? It was like things seemed to get a little rough. Not with no bills or anything. We... we doing great I'm just like it's the emotional side of it due to my decision making wait a second the drinking started picking up very heavy and I'm like come on with Holy Spirit saying something good is about to happen to you and I'm like what can happen to me good because I don't feel good at all inside I'm a great person. 
but I don't see nothing good happening to me because nothing has happened good in a long time. But I just kept feeling it in my spirit. I'm in church sitting next to a man that I was trying to make it look like I was okay because things started to really show that I wasn't okay. And let me just say this. My divorce was not from infidelity because you could choose to work that out even though that shouldn't happen. And many of us do that all the time, even though we shouldn't have to. But many of us are willing to, you know, help them get the help they need to not do things like that. It wasn't that. It was the fact that God said he is not. Oh. Okay. And I'm telling you. There's nothing more uncomfortable than to sit next to a man and look at the right one in front of you. I'm telling you. My heart started to get softened. Like, why, Holy Spirit, are you saying stuff still? Every day you're saying stuff. Go back, go back, go back to what? This man has gone home. Go to what? To who? To where? I don't know him. But I know who. And I had no idea. I never even known that God has written down people to be together. Because where I grew up, it was just family. Unless someone, you know, married before they got in. But no one I seen get married that was there when I was there. It was all family. And I was like, I didn't know that God could write somebody down for you. I thought you see somebody who's suitable, then you go ahead. If it's not, then okay. No, God has a plan for somebody written for you. That's what you were trying to say to me, Holy Spirit. When we're running, we're running and not in the right direction. How does that look to run further away from your purpose and yet is still on the inside of you? Because God is still on the inside of you. Running from God and he's still there. That's running from his way of thinking. Your original way of thinking, mine. I went home. God said, go to next service. And this time, I don't mind you going by yourself. Okay. In other words, he's saying the guy can go, but he's not going to go with you. Because God knew what he was going to do. I didn't know God was doing that for me. I didn't know. But he did. And I went to church. And I went to the altar and I fell on my knees. 
God began to talk to me right there. All I could think of is, I wonder what my life would be like if I had not ran from you, man. And I began to feel what it had been like so much better than what it was. Just because it's you. And it has always and can only be you. All this trying to know what you're going through behind the four walls of your home. But you guys are hearing me in mind and not been delivered. But when I think about the testimony, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. I thought I was stuck in that marriage. I was my plan was to just to walk away. Don't say anything. Okay, where's well, not him? Okay, bye. No, can't do that, Quinisha. Because that's my child too. All of you, my children. You do it right. You sit down and you talk about what Holy Spirit will have you to say. To make a long story short, I didn't know any of this came with my yes. I had no idea. That's a major transition to divorce a man and to embrace another one at the same time. But I'm going to tell you, I felt so alive. You ever had a burden on your back and when it was removed and you were like, woo, because that burden had been there for some time and you're like, oh, my God. My God. For a second, I felt like Job. It would have been best if I had not been born. Too much was happening. I got into an argument one day and I left, I driven my car and I said, I'm just going to crash out of my car and get up and go to work. I don't like to argue. I don't want to hear that. Especially if somebody follow you around. You don't want to hear that. What do you want me to do? Because there's something missing. Something lacking and broken. And this guy kept walking past my car. And he would lift up the handle, the door handle. He was plotting on stealing my car with me in it. I saw the look in his eyes like I would take you and this car. I don't have to hotwire it either. You already in it with the keys and it's running. He kept walking back and forth. God said, back up, pull out. I backed out and pulled out. I wind up seeing the same guy 
at a cookout. So I'm drinking and I'm drinking and I say, oh yeah, oh yeah. Oh, I'm so glad he here. Oh yeah. You try. And the thing is, he was trying and he was doing it so disrespectfully. The way how he was looking and kept coming towards my car, kept bit looking in my car. I'm like, dude, get away from my car, man. Sometimes you just get tired of the mess. Stop playing with me. Go get your own car. Do you even know what I'm going through? Don't you have a mother, a sister, or a grandmother? Get out of here. Before you really get out of here. And I'm telling you. telling you I said don't say anything I couldn't hold anymore hey I know you know me from where oh you know where I know you from and everybody cook out looking at me like What's, who you know from you know you know where I know you from and you know what you be doing out here too don't play with me he remembered. Don't play with me. I started plotting on him. Because he had me so scared. He tried to hurt me and take my car. So I said, okay, you want to play? You want to play? Because I had it up to here with nonsense, period, that I caused upon myself. You understand? God say, forgive him, Cornisha. He didn't take the car. He couldn't. But forgive him. And we're not forgiving him. God showed me him. Like three weeks after that, he was driving around a company's car, Pasianos, Pasianos, one of them, <laughs> the pizza place. <laughs> so he felt, okay, I'm not going to do that anymore. She had me to feel bad and she put me out there. So let me just get a company's car. So I want to be still in people's car. So he's driving around delivering stuff. But I've forgiven him. And then God said, go to church. It wouldn't hurt if you go by yourself. I started to put everything at the altar. That fit for Hennessy. I was packing new ports and my lighter and leave them at the altar. But I didn't want to do that. I'm going to do a scene like that because that really happened to me. But I want to play it as if I have done that because it can happen at any time to anybody. Just to let people know that the altar is a great place of just recognizing where your help is, where love is, where acceptance is. 
nothing to be ashamed about. People could put guns at the altar, all kinds of things, condoms, and people would pick them up and dispose them, hug you, and let you walk away free from that. They say all hands on deck. How about all hands at the altar? And I'm telling you, now you visionize, you sitting there, you could be a praise team leader or a dancer or, you understand, a greeter, a usher. And you witness somebody going to the altar and leaving a liquor bottle, cigarettes, weed or whatever, and they walk away. And you know how people feel? Like, that's what's up. That's what's up. And someone come in and dispose it. You all right. Don't store it in the trash. You don't need this. You right. People go down there and just throw things at the altar. At his feet. I don't care what it is. Fornication. I don't care what it is. So many good things come to those who wait. 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 Hallelujah. I love you.